Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Can't even go to the mall. I used to go to the mall all the time. It was a nice place to kind of unwind. But now they got these little, these huts in the middle of the mall. (laughs) These little kiosks. What is this? I don't buy anything out of a hut. I don't even know if the hut's gonna be there tomorrow if I have a problem with the product. These things are on wheels, they could be three miles down the road in no time. Cause these people that work in the huts are aggressive. These sales techniques are very aggressive. You ever get attacked with cream? You'll be walking out of nowhere. Do you want to try cream? <laughs> try cream is good. It's from Israel. It's good cream. It's hand Cats. My name is Steve Miggs, here with my good friend Top Show, Hello. the mighty Reverend Enfuego. Hello! And everybody's favorite, Mono Nick. Hello. Very excited today's show. As you can tell, Mono Nick also very excited. Yes. Aaron Jones from Aaron <laughs> Jones and the Way will be joining us in just yeah. a couple of minutes. But before we get to them, or him, let's do the jam of the week. I'm curious for you guys to decide... Or, to name who you think the artist is that is covering this song. It's a cover. It's going to be on their upcoming record that they're releasing on Record Store Day on November 27th. To Stone's cover. Jam of the Week. Let's do this. Mix cast. Can I guess? Yes. Sounds like Stone Sour. Yes. Corey Taylor. How, how did you know wow. that? Wow. You don't recognize his voice? No. That is a great... I was like, did I write it on there and Toppy's cheating? <laughs> I don't think you did. No, I, I was going to stay out of it because I already heard this this morning. Oh. So... It sounds like Corey Taylor yeah. to me, yeah. Yeah. It's so good, though. And I figured it wouldn't be Slipknot. No, it'd be double bass at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's get it going, guys. <laughs> Sounds and, uh, really good. Singing the female's vo- vocal part is not Corey Taylor. Okay. Although he is very talented. He probably could pull it off. Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. Oh. Nice combo right here. I was going to go with uh, Mick Jagger's daughter. Oh. Little Jagger. I don't know her name. I don't either. It's just a shot away. 
I hear her in the back there trying to fight her way to the front. Yeah, she's just trying to get out there. Come on, let me in here. Let me louder. Let me be louder. Lizzie Hale. Yeah, they've already done one of these cover records for Record Store Day. They did, um, what the hell was it called? Crap. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, oh, it's called Meanwhile in Burbank. That was the one where they covered the Metallica song that we played on the Mixcast a while back. Oh, okay. I don't expect you to it's remember. It's the Mixcast. That's a great cover. This time around, though, not only are they covering the Stones with Gimme Shelter, which is what we're listening to right now. Right. Also, Toppy. Yes. I can't wait to hear their version of Slayer's Season in the Abyss. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite Slayer songs. Nice. Also, Motley Crue's Too Fast for Love. Nice. First album. Yep. And then a couple of other songs. One by Bad Brains. Another one by Iron Maiden. Which one? Running Free. Ah, yes. And Sailing On by Bad Brains. Pretty eclectic uh, cover song selection. Yeah. Is it like the whole band that just covers... There's it's like, Stone Sour, yeah. Oh, so, oh, gotcha. Yeah, this song just has Lizzie Hale on it as well. But okay. It's going to be out November 27th. That's when it's going to hit the shelves at the, all the record stores on vinyl. But I'm sure it'll be available on like iTunes and all that. Place. Do you know off vinyl. the top of your head, besides Corey Taylor, is there any crossover between Slipknot and Stone Sour music? Like, uh, uh, Wasn't Jim Root? Wasn't it Jim Root in Stone Sour? I think so. But didn't they like kick him out of that band or something? It was Uh-oh. something like that. There were I knew that there were two members from Stone or from Slipknot yeah. in Stone Sour, but I think it's only Corey now. Let's see if the internet does anything. Check the internet because I think how weird would that be? He's like, hey, uh, Jim, kicking you out of the band. He's like, what? And he's like, no, just Stone Sour. I'm not <laughs> kicking you out of Slipknot. <laughs> no, which one? You would hope, yeah, you would hope that it would be kind of mutual at that point. Be like, yeah. you know, Jim, maybe it's not quite. I'd hope it's more like out. Jim's like, look, man, I got only so much time in my week. Corey, you're crazy. You like to do a million things. I'll crazy. just stick with Slipknot. You cray cray. <laughs> you so cray. It sounds really good, though. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> what, where's your part? I'm playing it. Oh. <laughs> Pressing buttons is playing. I pressed the button. It said go. Yeah, I like his version. I think Corey Taylor does yeah, great. Yeah, Jim Root was in it, but he's no longer in it. Let me see if I can find out why. Oops. Don't get caught up on the drama there, Rev. Oh, I'm all about that drama. Yeah, well, you got to stir the pot <laughs> yeah, and open geez. up old wounds. <laughs> sure. Are we interviewing them today? <laughs> no, thankfully not. Yeah. Actually, you know what, Brad? Don't even worry about it. Yeah. No, now I, you got me looking. Now no, we got Aaron Jones. He's waiting for us in the outside the door. So why don't we let him in and let's do uh, our, our let's let's have a chat with Aaron and Rev. Maybe you could figure it out after the fact. I don't ah, care. All right. all right, but let's let's talk to Aaron Jones right now. All right, we got him in studio. It's my friend Aaron Jones from AJ and Away. Back, baby. I know. Can't get enough of you, my man. Back. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too, man. I haven't seen you since uh, the thing we did. Yeah, well, so the first time we meet was technically here in mm-hmm. this studio. We do that whole thing. And then uh, I was asked to be a part of this project for Luke Wilson and to create this Luke Wilson-themed song. And they're like, well, can you help put together the members of the band? It's that group Free Agent. Uh, and uh, there's a, there a really a short list of two people I wanted to work with, and one being Aaron Jones, the other Glenn from Window Pain. Yeah, yeah. And it was completely a selfish <laughs> thing on my part. Like I was like, these are two guys I would love to have a recording with. You know? <laughs> oh, here's the song right there. Look at Toppy on top of these things. 
Uh, so, yeah, we get in the studio. We have a good time. And I have to say, one of the best compliments I've ever... Because I, I love playing drums. I've played drums most of my life. But I'm like any musician. I think we all have our insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the coolest things that happened while we were playing, and granted, like... You have way more things going on in your world than I can ever keep up with, but you're like, man, I wish I could grab you as my drummer, my I band. I really, really, really do, man. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really awesome. Just the way you play. This guy sits on the floor like Dave Grohl and just yeah. goes goes a. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> he's very passionate. We did like crazy. Well, like maybe twenty minutes, and then as soon as we go, he goes, "Bro, you want to be my drummer?" And like, I'm like, bro. "Oh, <laughs> yes, I do." But I'm old, and I have bills, and I have a wife, and Dude, I have responsibilities. Otherwise, yes. I was smiling until the stoner face came on. I was like, "Oh, no way!" <laughs> <laughs> wow, bro, bro, you play. But I mean, hopefully, hopefully one of these days when uh, when uh, the timing works out, it'd be fun to do something like a recording or just some kind of random thing. Yeah, that, man, that'd be awesome. Just, just for the hell I'll of it. Now, you know, we wouldn't. Me, me and Glenn probably would. If you hadn't called us, if somebody random from that group would have called us, we'd be like, "Who the hell is this? We're not going." But like, it just because you called us up, we were yeah. There, you know? I was real proud of just being able to like whip up, being able to get you two in the same room and, and take something that was just an idea and turn it into an actual song within yeah. within like two hours, yeah. which was kind of fun. But yeah. the reason why I want to have you on now is that you do have two big shows coming up. Really big. Uh, and, and it was funny because up until a couple of weeks ago, you weren't sure if you would have a drummer. Mm-hmm. And so there was a brief period of time where I was going to play in these shows. Oh, yeah. I was like, look. Selfishly, yes, I'd love to play in these shows, but I mean, I hope you find somebody that could be your guy, and, and you yeah. found a new drummer. We got we got somebody for now, yeah, and we'll, yeah. we'll work it out for the shows and everything. And this whole the whole these two shows are just gonna be out of control. Actually, I mean, I got I've been working on a lot of new stuff and got some new elements, new things I want to break out to the audience. So it's gonna be an awesome show. Two shows mm-hmm. at the Tractor. That's right. Uh, that's in Ballard. The first one is Friday, November twentieth. Uh, you're playing with the Young Evils, awesome band. Love those guys. Those guys are great. Uh, the Hollers, I haven't heard. Those guys, okay. So let me tell you something about the Hollers right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've known this kid. His name's Trevor Boone. He's, he leads the band, writes the songs and all that stuff. I've known him for a long time before he could jump in the bars, man. I remember asking him to come in. And while I was still doing the bar circuit back, you know, about five, six years ago, I asked this kid to come and play. And he plays with me. And then five years later, you know, he, he releases this uh, this EP from his band, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I listened to it. And I, my mind is blown. Because, I mean, he'd been working at, you know, Emerald City Guitars for, for years. And I go to see him all the time. He's just the sweetest, nicest, smiliest, like, coolest, open-hearted person you ever meet. And he's the kind of person you just want to be around. Yeah, and then he plays his music, and my mind is blown. The kid has like he, he's an incredible songwriter, an incredible guitar player, incredible talent. Like he's just really, really awesome. And I'm gonna do whatever I can to get him on the stage in front of people, man. I mean, typically those kind of people are miserable human beings. Right? So it's kind of <laughs> crazy to hear like, somebody's a good, outgoing person that's also super creative. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm really excited to have the Hollers uh, play with us. And um, oh wow, yeah, it's it's gonna be a really good show. And then the next night mm-hmm. on Saturday, November 21st, same place, Tractor Tavern. You have the Stax Brothers, who I got introduced to because. Because we did uh, that uh, up late Northwest, That's right. and they were the second band on the next night, but they taped both shows the same day. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away by how much fun those guys were they up on amazing, stage. Man. That They're guy, amazing. I don't know who the lead singer is. Uh, but. David Michael Stedman. I, 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 I don't want to call him the, the co-founder of the Seattle movement, but I'll tell you what, he, he is one of the, the, the leading heads of the Seattle movement. I don't, I don't know anybody else who's pushing for more Seattle artists. You know? Oh, man, he yeah. has pipes. And yeah. I mean, he has the voice that will make ladies want to drop their panties. Like it's just smooth wow. as silk. I like that, huh? Steve? Yeah, I do. That's cool, man. It makes, it makes men want to drop their panties as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. David, David has the. That's cool. No, yeah. you do too. Yeah, whatever, I mean, I don't you, even care anymore. You make me take my jeans off, but I'm still on the that's fence. Right. That's right. I want to see. Your, that's what I want to do. Wow, that escalated. Yeah, that's it. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what every every artist aspires to do: have a voice yes. that makes guys pull their. Out. Yes. <laughs> That's what I want to do. 
Thank you, Steve. That's such a compliment. You're a beautiful man. I am. <laughs> Put That's that on your damn next album. I want that as like a headline. You know what it says? Like this guy, John from KXP, says soulful and beautiful. And then no, it's gonna say Steve thank you. This is gonna happen. It's gonna say thank you. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna thank my mom. I'm gonna thank my kid. I'm gonna thank my baby's mom. And then I wanna, I wanna thank Steve's. Yes. <laughs> can, can you do that on the next record? Can you thank my? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> also playing not only are the Stax Brothers, but also you got Grinch on that bill too. My dude, man, one of that's his, awesome. One of his, I've been a fan of Grinch for for a long time now, man, and like that's a cat whose name's been thrown around here for well over, over ten years, and he's he's on the rise and growing and, and constantly doing new and more and better, and you know I'm really excited to play another show with him. Pretty yeah. eclectic group of bands yeah. on, on both nights, I, and I every, mean, especially Saturday. I mean, you got a hip hop artist, oh, and you yeah. got kind of like a, a funk band type of a thing going it's, on. It's gonna be crazy. And you awesome. got Aaron Jones in the way. Hey man, I'm coming out. So uh, what's going on as far as uh, music wise? I mean, I know you've been recording. I mean, we we've played on this podcast multiple times. The boys from the Puget Sound. We've obsessed over it. Oh, the jam yeah. of the week. I, that's so cool. Man. That song I, it gets me going all the time. It gets me hyped too, man. So is that a song that's going to be on the next record? Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be the next record. We'll see if it makes it. Um, I'm getting back in the studio in December, trying to finish up my next album. Um, I got I've got all sorts of stuff going on. Um, I just saw a preview for uh, this documentary, Last Man Standing. Oh, that's uh, the one that you're in. Yeah, I'm featured with uh, Sadell Davis, his cat Zach Benz, Zach and Greg Benz out of Alabama, um, Scott McKee and Mike McCready and Barrett Martin's in that, and that's gonna that's hitting uh, that comes out probably next year, I think. So that that's pretty exciting stuff. All um, right, Aaron Jones yeah. from like ten years ago. Yeah, gets told, "Yo, at some point you're gonna be in a documentary with Mike McCready of Pearl Jam." Would you ever believe that? But I decided to have it like I'm talking to myself, right? Yeah. Right? This is exactly how it would happen. You, you, you say McKenzie, for instance, you come to me like the ten-year-old my, my manager McKenzie over right. here. And you come over and you say, "Hey, man, which ten years from now, that, yeah, ten years from now, you're gonna you're gonna be playing shows in my career." I have the J in my hand like this. My nigga, for real. <laughs> Are you serious, homie? Hey, did you hear what this dude said? <laughs> that, is that is pretty damn cool. What is the documentary about? Um, so it's about this uh, uh, this legendary blues artist named Sadell Davis. Played with Sunhouse and and BB King and Albert King. He played with pretty much everybody you can you can think of. And the cat is really the definition of a blues man. Um, he had polio at a very young age, lost uh, the use of his hand, so he learned how to play an upside-down guitar with an upside-down butter knife. I, I, I you not. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So he plays the guitar with a butter knife. He plays the guitar with, a, with an upside-down butter knife, yeah. And so... Uh, um, does he have a specific butter knife, like a touring butter he knife? Actually, he actually like does. Case? He has a specific butter knife. I was telling, so his handlers were telling me because he, he's like at this point, you know, he's he lost the use of his legs uh, because he got trampled in a raid uh, at a club in the seventies. Wow. Then he had a, he had a stroke in two thousand five, like confined to a wheelchair, barely able to move, and the cat is still singing the blues with Mike McCready, Aaron Jones, the power of music, right and all there. That stuff, you know. So the cat, like he he has just has this incredible story to tell, and uh, and we can thank Billy Barrett Martin for for being the person to really bring that together and. and try to tell that story, man. So it's it's going to be a very, very intriguing documentary about the ties between uh, the Delta Blues and, and grunge music. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And Barrett, who's no slouch himself, an amazing drummer, mm-hmm. uh, played with Mad Seasons, played with the Screaming Trees, and uh, he's the one who recorded the boys for the Puget Sound. Yeah. Boys from the Puget Sound mm-hmm. with you. Uh, is he going to be recording more stuff with you? Or yeah, we we got a we got it sounds amazing. To, we got more stuff to record, and you know, at this point, like it's albums are interesting, you know, especially when you're an indie band because you you kind of just record in segments, and uh, and so you'll record in, in, in you know in in the winter. Of 
up in January and then right. go, go tour for a bunch of time and then not have a time to record again to the end of the year. But after that time, you've had so much growth <laughs> that your music just probably just sounds completely different, you know? Yeah. So this new set of songs and everything I've been working on, I've really been working on uh, making making more relatable music for everyone, you know? My big goal is like is creating just not just rock music, but this is universal music, you know? Create a universal sound. I think uh, um, I was watching a documentary about B.B. King and it was featuring Carlos Santana. And uh, Carlos said it best. He says, you know, B.B. King is like is like the SOCC. And he goes, what's SOCC? He goes, Sound of Collective Consciousness, you know. And that's what I'm trying to do right now, just the rock music. I'm trying to be like the Michael Jackson, the Stevie Wonder, the Prince, yeah. the, the, all these guys who, who, who essentially took from all these different genres and, and applied it to what they did in pop. I'm just, I just happen to be a rock and roll and play the <laughs> out this guitar, man. Well, that's the thing, and you absolutely do. Um, it's funny whenever you see, like, I'll read, like, little blurbs about Aaron Jones in the way, and it's like, I wonder if you get a kick out of just seeing how tr- people are, are attempting to try and describe your sound. Yeah, and sometimes I'm like, I... Uh, why? Where did you even come up with that description? Has there been an instance oh, where you're yeah. like, "Yo, wh- who who wrote this?" And were they listening there's, to our music? There's been so many, and it's, and it's hard too because it's like I, I, you can't get mad at them, you know, because they don't, they don't really know. They're just trying to like be like, he sounds like. What's the black guitar player's name? Vernon <laughs> <laughs> Reed. He sounds uh, like Living Color. He sounds like a black guitar player. He's really awesome. He's really good at that. You know? Right. <laughs> and so, like, I just like it's it's, but it's it's just hard because like, I mean, there, there, there is something to be said about that. Like being being, being a black. Uh, rock musician, it kind of you get typecasted because there's only been a handful of black rock musicians of, of all time that have ever made it, you know. Right. And so to be somebody who's trying to stand out in the crowd and to be somebody who who wants to be represented or, or you know stand out and be an icon in, in rock music, it's kind of hard to shed that label. But all you can really do is just keep pushing and let everybody else figure it out, man. That's what that's what labels and management companies all that stuff are for. They they figure out what you sound most like, they group you with the people you sound most like, and then you you get in that line and you get in that mainstream and you go, you know. And the nice thing I think for you probably is that like because they're not able to, there's almost like no, I don't know if you feel any pressure of having a certain sound because it's like no one's able to really figure it out, it seems at times. Yeah. So why not just do whatever the hell you want to do? Oh, yeah. And, and let them continue to be confused. Absolutely, man. And that's why like, you know, growing up, that's why people like Michael Jackson it was were so influential to me because like, you can't typecast Mike. What is Michael Jackson, dog? <laughs> what is he? You say pop music. What is pop music? It's just popular. The cat played rock and roll. He was blues. He was, he was, he was hip hop. He was so he was all these things at one time and yeah we always say she's just the king of popular music that's it man yeah. it's everything and nothing I mean you think about the grunge movement right what was that about like listen listen, listen to Alice in Chains and then listen to Nirvana and tell me those two bands sound the same they right. don't <laughs> at all they don't and they don't sound like Pearl Jam either They're or three, Soundgarden these are three different bands and they said oh this is grunge music if you if you took away that label and gave this music to some some, some you know indigenous culture they would just be like oh this sounds completely different they don't even group together because grunge yeah. music was really just saying we don't know what to call Call you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was more you were defining really a region right. as opposed to a oh, sound. Yeah, exactly. You it's know, interesting you said it. You're right. Yeah, we we live in this this area of the country which is pretty much isolated from all the other mainstream stuff that's out there. You know, like the closest big city to us is San Francisco. You know, and that's that's all we got. And so everyone in this little small ass town, Seattle, Washington, like we we happen to like play together, know each other. We all come from these different backgrounds. We mix these sounds together, and all of a sudden they call us grunge. Right. But the truth is, we're just hanging out together, man. We're all just homies. And we're just trying to trade in ideas and trying to figure out what, what sound works best for all of us. You know? and, and, and sometimes finding other bands to inspire you to be better as a band. I know from my time playing in bands at the time when we were doing our thing, it was like the the, the, the big bands talking about were like Death Cab for Cutie and Harvey Danger. And we were just this band getting to open up for them. But it made us a better band because you're oh, like, yeah. 
man, these guys are writing insane songs. We got to write better songs. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I always loved about Seattle. And I can't imagine, I, I wasn't here for the Nirvana Soundgarden Alice in Chains days, but I would imagine it's no different. Yeah. It's constantly just wanting to be as good as your friends as far as creativity and, uh, and, and just musicianship. You're just like, wow, they just brought it with that song. I want to do something almost as awesome. Exactly. And I, I just think that, like, especially right now, if you look at the scope of the music industry right now, it's getting back to people playing their instruments and, and it's putting the heart on the line, you know? And so I, I don't think that I ever left Seattle. I think that what was popular at the time kind of was being pulled from Seattle, but in, in the in the under the underlayer was still this rock and roll, man. And so I'm just trying to lead that lead that path, man, lead that way, and, and, and kind of open up the doors again. And, and I just saw a magazine. Oh, was it Maverick? Uh, Matador magazine. Matador, yeah. Matador magazine yeah. that just listed you as one of the ten artists to watch or, out of Seattle. Yeah, number nine. It was dope. Yeah. Yeah, number seven, though, that's bullcrap. Yeah, man. that's crap. Been, number nine is the yeah. best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk to that magazine mm. until they put you at number one, A-Rod. But you know, the, they're the dead to this, me. I got, I got a little, I was like, I was like, no, hold on, baby, I'm the king of Seattle. What the, what the hell is this? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was all good, man, because I, I remember at first I was like, number nine, cool. Oh, that's that band that opened up for me at number five. That's cool. <laughs> that's nice. That's cool. Oh. I love nah, it. The spirit the, of competition the, never yeah, ends. It's just, and, and yeah. I, I say all that stuff jokingly because it, it doesn't really matter, you know. But like, I hope people realize yeah. you're joking. Oh, I hope you know, so too. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that like just because of like the way I, I act in public, you know, when I rock shows and stuff, people get this cocky idea of me. I'm actually insecure. Hold me close. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's usually when we're together, we're just holding each other. We cuddle. It's nice. Oh, dog. It's like putting out, we're going to put out a record and our band's going to be called The Cuddle Puddle. This is going to call it Cuddle oh, Puddle. Yeah, we're just going to oh, hold oh, each oh, other oh. and play the instruments together. It's going to be dope. But it was, it was all good, though, man. It's it, marketable, Mackenzie. You know it's marketable. <laughs> like, the Cuddle Puddle 2016. Oh, number one really. on the Matador list. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. So, like, it's, you know, it was, but it was, it was an honor just to, to even be mentioned in something like that. And, For and sure. That whole, everybody on that list deserved to be on that list. Everyone's working really hard in Seattle right now. Well, you bust your ass. You want to be recognized for the efforts that you're putting out out there Absolutely. and it's, it's got to feel good to know that there's a lot of there's a lot of anticipation for mm -hmm. the next record there's, I mean on my a end a lot of excitement can't wait to hear more songs yeah. uh, so that being said why don't we play some songs sure, you, you have a guitar in your hand it would be a be stupid of us not to ask you to perform where did this guitar come from so uh, what song are you going to do so this song is called Take Your Time. I know this is kind of a hard rock station, but I'm going to take it back to the old school classics right now, okay? Nice. Like so it's it. called Take Your Time. It goes out to the ladies. Just All right. for you. Vicky. Hey, Vicky. I know it's harder when you're moving too fast. But smile for the moment. I want to make this last. And I know it's harder. To get things off your mind But you know I'm patient So please take your time Take your time Just take your time Just take your time 
Can't see this right now, but Vicky's giving the eyes. But take your time. Steve, put your <laughs> away, man. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I just felt good. Felt real good. <laughs> it's a grower, not a shower, man. Come on. <laughs> Do you do that at a show? I mean, I, I know we're goofing around, you're staring at Vicky, but you ever find like a super hot chick in the crowd and just focus here's on her a, for the here's, entire here's set? The thing. You want to know how to sell records, you guys? You guys ever wonder why this station is full of dudes? Why is that? Because cause, cause metal and, and, and the, the essence of rock music is not to sing to women. It's to be pissed off and thrash. Right. The key to selling records... Just talking to him. Hey, Vicky, what's up? Hey. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> One record sold, the key, right there. This is this is this goes out to anybody. The, the key to selling records really is is talking to women. Period. You know mm-hmm. that's why the, the 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 best most popular songs on the radio, aside from in the rock genre, which varies, but like 
it's it's usually about women, man. So you just gotta kind of focus on the girls, whether you want to hook up with her or not. You just gotta like look at her in the eyes and pretend like you do. That's a great. <laughs> it, it, it's a great theory because you think about you 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 you're you're putting your heart out there about some issue with a woman. Guys are going to relate to it because oh, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, dude, I've been there, too. For sure, man. And then the girls are like, oh, that poor guy. He just got done wrong. Everything, I need to do him. Everything about the commercial. <laughs> I'm speaking on behalf of women. Not sure. maybe Vicky, but not, yeah. I don't know. Oh, Damn. okay. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, that's the truth, man. I tell you what. I tell you what, man. It's, the, it's, just the, it's just the truth. Like Girls like girls. Guys like girls. Everyone, it's all about the women, man. If, and if, you can, if you're able to reach out and really like focus on talking to women and it doesn't have to be in like a very like uh, a very loving kind of way I, I have songs about women with the, where I just like hate a woman you know? oh yes but like but but as long as it's talking to a woman the girls are just all, they're always listening if the girls are there the guys are going to be there well for girls even if you're saying the worst things about another woman they're thinking they're I, could, I could change oh, him yeah. you, oh, know, yeah. or, you know what I mean <laughs> can't change me man. that's Come not on, me <laughs> I can't change Aaron though can't change me I'm the kid baby Come on. <laughs> yeah dude I don't know if you could pull it off doing an acoustic but could you do Boys from the Beauty Town no, I, I don't know if I can do that acoustic. I can try. I you can give it a shot. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it on the spot. Do it for Vicky. All right. I'm going to do like an acoustic version of this. It's not going to be all the changes and stuff. This is for Vicky, all right? Seattle police Cause we the baddest band in town We'll bust out all your f***ing windows Here come the boys from the Puget Sound Can you hear me?
come the boys from the Puget Sound. Damn, dude, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love the intensity right there. Yeah. I wish everyone who's listening, you'll have to watch the video when we post it because watching you just destroy your strings like that was pretty badass. It was pretty cool, man. Yeah, it was pretty it was awesome. Pretty cool, I know. I'm pretty dope. I mean, I almost pulled my <laughs> out for that I'm pretty, one. I'm pretty dope. Yeah, pretty I, awesome. you're pretty badass, yeah. I'm badass. And humble. Work. Yeah. <laughs> Again, just so that uh, everyone knows, Aaron Jones and the way they're going to be two shows: Friday, November twentieth, and Saturday the twenty-first. On Friday, you got the Young Evils playing with you in the Hollers as well, and then on Saturday you got the Stax Brothers and Grinch, and also uh, proceeds are going to Music Cares and Seattle's Union Gospel Mission. That's right. Yeah. Very cool. It's, you know, one of the biggest things that it ever changed my life was like you know I, I grew up. Just give people a backstory on me. Like my my mom was like, you know. Always addicted to drugs and alcohol, and like you know, my, my father—I never really had a father around. And like at age four, my mom abandoned me and like just left me, you know, at a daycare. Never, never came back for me, man. So like, wow. my whole life has been kind of uh, uh, when you grow up like that, the, your vision, the filter you have over the world is really distorted. Like you know, you, you come from a normal household with two parents—not even normal. Just having two parents around is so helpful. Having no parents around, really not helpful at all, you know. So yeah. uh, luckily, I was taken in by another family member who, who raised me and who I consider to be like, like a mother to me. But the things I experienced really like it created this kind of, you know, it, human beings are all we're all paradigm. You know, everything is this collection of habits that we, you know. Uh, uh, practiced over the years for instance like when we learned how to talk we couldn't really talk right we just kind of babble words but over time we did it over and over again at this point as adults it's, it's unconscious you know well when you experience something so traumatic at a young age you learn how to deal with it as a young age and that's how you deal with it over and over and over and over again so my yeah. life is seeing like this kind of like ebb and flow where I'm just at these really really lows and then sometimes I come up a little high but get low get low get low and at some point in my life it all had to change because I wanted more out of my life and the thing that really helped me to, to realize like, like or to help me switch everything around and, and change everything around was like living my, my life with the spirit of giving right so if we are, are just a piece of this universe, we're all just like molecules and atoms that come from the stars and, and the universe and all this stuff. That means, quite frankly, whatever you put out ultimately is what you get back. If you want to see more, you know, prosperity in your life, you have to give prosperity. And so, you know, luckily I'm, I'm teamed up with the with my manager. Actually, understands that and he understands the, those purposes and those things. And he's helped me get this together. So we're really thankful for Mackenzie Mackinitz, who's one of the greatest managers you, you could ask for. And that's one the, the only nice thing we're greatest, saying about him today. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of the greatest friends, Mackenzie. Yeah, put your put your <laughs> away, bro. <laughs> I get it. I get it, Mackenzie. It's, it's not yeah, hard man. not to. <laughs> <laughs> I got to show up, Steve. <laughs> but in, in, in all seriousness, you know, I, I could really use everybody's help to, to really to give back. All, all, I, all I really want to see for anybody and like one of the biggest purposes I have for even having this gift, which isn't my gift, by the way. It was just given to me. I don't, I don't know how it's done. I don't know. I don't understand it at all. All I know is Who it's my. Who first exposed you to the, the gift of playing music? I mean, like, was it somebody um, in your. Like, it was, was it... just my. It was, it was just in me as a kid, you know, my whole life. Like I was surrounded by music. I went to I went to church and, I, and my uncle at the time when I was young before he, you know, him and my aunt split. Like he was a traveling musician. And so that thing, those were just, that was just in me to, to, to do that. And now that I'm, I'm at the age I'm at now and like I have experienced things I've experienced now, I understand like this is not my gift. 
if it was up to me, if it was my gift, I could sit in a room by myself and play to myself and masturbate or whatever you want to say. And, um, Dotton. Which has happened. Naughty. It's happened once. Right? Yeah. Just, <laughs> Just once. once. But, yeah. but, but the, 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 the truth is it's your gift and it's my job to, to cultivate and nurture it and give it back to you, you know. So I would just like everyone who's listening in right now to help me in the spirit of giving this this uh, this holiday season and, and let's just let's have fun. Let's, let's give back to the community and, and you know celebrate Seattle rock and roll, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And I look forward to having you guys do great things in the next year. Yeah, uh, I know great things are in store for you. From yeah. the stuff that I've heard, not only just boys in the Puget Sound, but you played some stuff for me while we were in the studio, and I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. this is this is, this this could be the game changer. It and, could be the game changer. And, yeah. and if not, it's going to touch a lot of people's lives, regardless. That's all and, you can ask for, man. Right. So uh, I, I wish you all the best of luck. Thank and, you, thank you. And I'll see you guys on uh, at the Tractor Friday, November 20th, Saturday, November 21st. Just go to the Tractor Tavern. You can purchase tickets. Um, and uh, you're giving back to a good cause, which is Music, music Cares and Seattle's Union Gospel Mission. Yeah. Aaron Jones, thank you, my brother. Hey, Seattle Movement, y'all. Can you warn me when you do that yeah. one? I hate this one. <laughs> and it's me. It's like a nightmare going into a circus or something like that. It's like... It's oh. okay. It's not done. <laughs> It's like the LSD oh, just kicked in, man. Yeah. a bunch of babies. Yeah. Well, you know what, Toppy, Wham. since you're Captain Cool, what do you want us to do? <laughs> I want you to do text messages. All right, text messages. Runs we'll, sex. We'll just do a couple texts right here. Mm-hmm. And then we can, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. It. He can't even find him. He's so excited. All right. There we go. All right. This one says, Put it away, Steve. Migs. Yeah, right? That's the theme of the day. <laughs> yeah. Dongage. Don <laughs> Jones and Steve's dog. Whip it out. Coming to the tractor. Disgusting. Coming spelled improperly. Okay. No? Okay. Uh, hey, yo. Uh, this one says, Migs, how was Arizona? How'd the hockey team do? Oh, yes. yeah. Proud to say, we went 5-0 and and won the championship. Whoa, right? no blemishes. Yeah. Nice. No blemishes I, at all. None. We were, wow. And, and we knew it the minute I was able when you drafted out, it? Well, I, got, I got my buddy J-Mac, and then our buddy nice. Heaney should have been in the round with J-Mac, but somehow they put him in a lower level round. And I mean, still good players, but like, he's like right up there with Jay as far as talent. So I drafted him as well because nobody knew him, and he got like, I was like, I had one of the last picks in that round and was able to get him. And you're nice. just like, come there on, come on. Everything there came sad. together. Everything came together. Not only in the jerseys. You got John Schneider. What about over Domi? Here? Domi. Okay. That was a <laughs> yeah. Tough one. Hold on, he's not done. All right. Well, first off, things <laughs> yeah. started to come together because we picked the jerseys first. I got the Russian MIG jersey because it was the Top Gun theme. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's so awesome. So okay. that was like already. Things That's are, fate. Right. That's it. You're I in. I was inverted. Then I got I got <laughs> Heaney. I got J-Mac. Oh. Remember Captain America, him and yeah. his two wives on our team? All of them? I met his two wives. Were they play too? No, but they hung out with us. Sweet. That guy hit the lot. He won the lottery. Hit the jackpot. So it's this isn't like this finding isn't, like a couple on Farmers Only or something. No, he's oh, come on now. Oh, well, I mean, they might well, be I just hot don't get chicks it. in the commercial. I just don't get it though. They could not be two of the cooler, more fun people to be around. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was like you don't expect it. Like you just expect the worst. Like these are gonna be like these two like kind of quiet like in like you know I'm, I'm I'm not able to talk to anybody. I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. Like it, it, it bursted my bubble of what. Uh, polygamy, I guess. Yeah, polyamory, Could be. polygamy, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. City folks just don't. <laughs> this one didn't, but now I do, dude. 
<laughs> they were two of the coolest chicks right? that I've met. Okay. And they were fun to be around. They took pictures. It was just like, I was like, dude, they, they carried his gear for him. It sure, was awesome. So that's what he's doing right oh, there. He's the, he's the Mac Daddy. Like, I already loved the guy, but he just went to the next level. And the best part about him, the entire weekend, because we were the Russian MIG, he well, first off, he showed up in a full like uh, pilot outfit for the draft party. Perfect, nice. And he was the last person picked in the round. I had the last pick in that round. I thought I'm not getting Chris. I'm not getting Captain America. And I got him. And I was like, dude, you were the one I was gunning for. He's like, I was the only one you could get though. <laughs> like, no, I swear, dude. Yeah. I've been, I was I was aiming for you. <laughs> and so then the rest of the weekend, because we were at a Russian MIG. He goes full Russian impression. Oh, that's amazing. And never lets it go. But he's Good. Captain America. Right. Not anymore. <laughs> now <laughs> he's Captain Russia. <laughs> not not nice. only that, his ladies go get him one of those, like, a Russian f- pilot hat. Yes. Comrade. <laughs> and a Russian flag that he tapes to his stick. Oh, my God. For the championships. <laughs> Comes out and he's going full on wow. Boris, man. He skates the entire ice. Around the other players that are warming up for the other team with this flag, a giant flag, just skating. And then Barney on our team pulls up the Russian national anthem no and way. has it played. I'm like, we oh, have become God. full-on commies. Yeah, this is like WWE style, That's awesome. old school, like when it was WWF. Right, we were Nikolai Volkov in there this you thing. Go. And wow. To add to the more humor to it all, the other team that was in the finals, Team Maverick. Oh. So Maverick took on the Russians wow. and lost. And <laughs> lost. Yeah. Oh, so back amazing. to the draft party. I get Captain America, meet his lovely ladies. They were t- as cool as us. Then I, I was in okay, the round before J-Max was the round that Domi was in. But it was also the same round that this guy Brian was in and Nick, the guy we've interviewed on the draft tournament yeah. that yeah. runs it. Oh, yeah, so yeah. now I'm like... The guy that goes room to room and eats food. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so now I'm like, what the hell do I do? Like, I got Nick. I have Brian, who I played with before, and I love uh, the guy. No Super favorites. cool guy. No favorites. And then there's Domi. And then I'm thinking, well, of the three, who can crush a beer best? Because I need the first pick so I could get Jay, because everyone's gunning for Jay. Mm-hmm. Domi, right? No. Oh. Brian is the much better drinker. <laughs> oh, man. So now I'm like, ah, I got to still go with Domi. Domi's my homie. A couple people on our team are like, dude, can you got to pick Brian. And I'm like, well, okay, now I got to pick Brian because it's like I've been making all the calls. Like everyone's right. listening to me. They're like, you should pick this person in this round. I'm like, no, I'm picking Heaney. And they're like, all right. But like you could tell they were like, oh, but we know this guy's good. I'm like, trust me, this guy is a gold medal winner. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I went with I went with Brian, but I went up to Domi as soon as I said, look, man, you know I would have picked you, but I, I, I do believe in democracy even though we're the Russians. You got out right. Yeah, yeah. right? At Wait this point, you should just be like, <laughs> no, the we found Domi. <laughs> Yeah, but he got to go on my t- uh, my buddy uh, Sarah, uh, her team. He, she's oh, the goalie for yeah. that team. So he got to be on that team. So I'm like, all right, at least he's in good hands, got a good group. Yeah. And we're all partying together. Reg- and like Munson. I was going to Mun- say you're missing one player. Yeah, Munson, Munson with his frowny face. <laughs> Munson. I saw the pictures online. Uh-oh. He, they put him in the top round even though we warned them not to and said, look, Munson's very good when sober, but you shouldn't put him in the top player round because oh. everybody relies on their top player to do well. Right. And, and he's just going to get S-bombed. And we already said, we guarantee you he'll miss at least one game. And he did. Oh, no. He almost missed two games, but we finally convinced <laughs> him to go into the second game. And he was so bombed. It looked like he was his first time on the ice. It was hilarious. Oh, man. He took a shot and fell. I got it on video. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll, I'll put it on the Migs Cast group page at some point. I feel bad for his team. Yeah, because he didn't show up. And he's drunk. They had no idea what they were getting into. But you know what? He held a sign during the draft that said, at, during his round, that said, I'm only good when I'm sober. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's buyer beware at that point. <laughs> yes. 
What the stupid Americans pick him? Uh, team Team Goose picked him. The team white jersey. Go- team what Goose. Were the teams? That sounds American. Team Goose. Or team Canadian, Maverick. Right? Team okay. Viper. <laughs> team Iceman. Iceman's jerseys was just skin colored and with muscles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And then there was Team. There was Russians. the Russian Mig. Russian Mig. Yeah. Oh, no slider. Maybe slider. You stay. <laughs> I think so. there were six teams. I can't remember. The <laughs> no, name. I'm just messing. Yeah. Sorry. That's funny, dude. It was so just much fun. We had a great time. We did a podcast for uh, Beer League Talk, which is Nick's podcast. And in it, uh, so I don't know how much he's going to use. So I got to f- wait to find out because it's just filthy. Of course, he waits until I'm drunk and we're on a bus leaving the Coyotes game. Oh, sounds, sounds good. Yeah. So for 40 minutes, we're just drunk and arguing about tamales. We'll get well, into that at some oh, point. Lord. But so then after the fact. I remember I told you guys I'm gonna we're gonna do a five minute podcast. Yeah. Well, I need to edit this thing because we did this at like three in the morning on Saturday night, and we're in the room. It's mm-hmm. us and a couple of the a couple of the girls that were playing. Uh, Misty and uh, L.A. was in there. Lorianne. Um, but you listen to it; it's like 15 minutes long, so it's not a five minute yeah, podcast five at that minutes, point. Yeah, and it's just filthy. I, I have a couple samples, but I'm gonna need to edit this down. And you know, over the course of the next few podcasts, we might get to some of these clips, but. Here's like once the minute we started recording, I didn't even bother editing anything except for the curse words, but this is how the podcast started. Suck my and we're starting. <laughs> it's the five minute podcast. I don't know why you're bitching at me. Hold on. One at a time. <laughs> Jay, do you want to be heard or not? I would, I would like to be heard, yeah. Yeah, so pro- Project your voice. Put your back into a J. I'll project my voice. It's talking about how we should talk in the podcast. Yes. Let's talk about our dreams. Well, all right, you start. Go ahead. I think I'd be starting. Well, you suggested it. Why would you suggest? Introduce yourself first. I'm yes. Lorianne. LA is what a lot of people call me. My nickname. Okay. Um, Get closer. From your diaphragm. Retired figure skater. Um. My dream is to slip it in on the ice. Slip what in? And off. Yeah, I was wondering that same thing. I'm gold. <laughs> I gold. Just a tip. Just a tip. Just a tip. How are you going to do it off no. the ice? Um, that's for you to know and me to find out. Oh. Isn't it opposite? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Isn't I think it backwards? So, okay. So, there, that, just to give you a taste. Funny yeah. thing is, the next day. Uh, she did score a goal on me. She, and, and, oh. it was, and she literally snuck it in, like, which was kind of funny. When I'm listening to this now, she was on the black team, which was, uh, I can't remember now. Maverick. Maverick, yes. Wow. No, wait. Maverick was like uh, a leather coat uh, color. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, I can't remember which team was the black team. But she, I made a save. I kicked out the, maybe it was Viper. Oh, geez. Kicked out the rebound, and she was right there. Puck right on her stick, and she just slams it underneath my, uh, like, slid it underneath my pads and got it in the net. Wow. It was a great goal. Atta girl. Yeah. So it's kind of funny hearing her say that that was her dream, and I helped her get her dream. Look at that. Dream fulfiller. I'll be honest, up until listening to this earlier today to get these clips, I forgot we even, (laughs) I didn't even know she was in our room. Oh, jeez. When I listened to this, I'm like, who are these two girls? Yeah. How are two girls in our room? I don't remember this. Well, Jeez, Captain man. America. That's right. <laughs> well, here's the thing. At the draft party, they give us three drink tickets for free. Awesome. Nice. What they didn't tell us is these drink tickets, they filled the drink in a little mini, what I thought was a mini pitcher. Like, mind you, we've already been drinking all day by oh, the time yeah, we got yeah. there. I've seen those. Well, these mini pitchers fill up three glasses, pint glasses. <laughs> awesome. And we're chugging these. Oh. And I had at least three, maybe even four of those. Blacked out drunk, wow. all of us. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Have you ever seen anybody boot on the night of the draft? Boot. Throw like up? Throw up? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, not not in the room, but they go outside. Oh yeah, lots of times. <laughs> well, at least they're polite. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. I believe I mean, Jay did it. This once. is a lot of volume, yeah, dude. It's a ton of volume, and it's like everyone's going full throttle. People, and, and we're buying shots for each other. It's like a high school reunion with people you like. Yeah, it's so much fun. Like the more you do these tournaments, the more you become friends with more people. Sure, sure. Um, so in this clip, I don't, I'm trying to remember what the hell we're talking about. Oh, Munson just decides to ask us a question, and uh, we go from there. It was awful. No, no, no. Why? Because I'm stupid and I'm f***ed up. It looks so good. Yes, question. Uh, Steve, if you were a chick. Yes. (laughs) Always a good way to start. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Would you not be a hooker? Would you not be a hooker? I would work at Twin Peaks, and then by the end of the night, I'd be like, yo, if you want to keep this party going for an extra, like, grand. All right. (laughs) We went to Twin Peaks. Have you guys ever been to this bar? No. no. Been to the town. Do yourself a favor and type in Twin Peaks Girls. Is it like a kilted... Uh, Twisted kilt? Yeah, tilted kilt or whatever. It's Twisted. like a Hooters, except they're like wearing flannels that are just showing full-on breasticles. Whoa. Like, nice. I mean, not full-on, obviously, uh, but and, and they short push that shorts. cleavage out, yeah. Like Twin Peaks Town? No, Twin Peaks Bar. Oh, bar. Sorry. Restaurant. The food was good there. The drinks were cold, and the girls were hot. Nice. Nice. Dude, what you want, right? The outfits on these girls, I mean, like... I'll be honest. Like by the end of the night, I'm like, we gotta oh, go to. Oh yeah. I looked at the one person. And I'm, I'm like, we gotta Those go to are... a strip club, and they're like, no, we can't. We can't afford to. I'm like, you're right. Go. Wow. Yeah, it's like oh, Hooters. Oh yes. Yeah. Right. Like tight little flannel top. It's like, like a bikini flannel. top. Short, yeah, short. Tie it they're off. Like little lumberjack girls. Nice. Yeah, lumberjack. Yeah. Girls. Oh. I like to jack my lumber. Mm. Hey yo. Mm-hmm. It's a big <laughs> plate of nachos. <laughs> All right. Nick, let's Nick go back to the audio. Food. So that's that's why. I mentioned Twin Peaks. Yes, I would be a total hooker. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? You get a fing have a little selfie. And, I don't know. And Wait, hold on. Jay wants to be the moral compass. What? I'm saying maybe a girl has a little self respect. Oh, so <laughs> Jay. You don't know. Even the girls are booing him. For wanting to be a hooker again? Easy money. No, no, no. no. His reason. He wants to get fing by a. Michael Munson likes Alright, I was a girl, yeah. I'd be the biggest whore on the street. Yeah, you would. Oh, wow. I know you're speechless, but I am right now. I love it. I respect that. Okay, is this the first night? This is no Saturday night. Okay. Uh, we meant to do one on Friday night. We even set a reminder, and we completely forgot. Mike, my question is, uh, when him and Domi arrived from the long journey on the road, Yes. what kind of shape were those boys in? You know what? They were actually you – know, uh, well, Domi, of course, was fine because he was driving, and Munson was fine because he was doing work. What, so oh. He's getting all his stuff so, out of the way so he didn't have to worry right. about it. So they arrive around like 3 in the afternoon on Friday. Right. And we're already, myself, Heaney, and J-Mac are already bombed. Yeah, you caught an early <laughs> flight out of Seattle to yeah. get down there. We were smart, though. We, we dozed off a little bit on the plane. We all did shots of Fireball, though, of course. Yeah, sure, of course. Got to the hotel, started drinking, and then we took a nap, which was the smartest thing. Otherwise, I don't think we would have made it through the rest of the night. Because, you know, we started, we had to get up at 3.30 in the morning. What? Wow. Because our flight was at 5.40. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right, all right. So needless to say... There's another like 13 minutes of audio. We did two podcasts. We did a 14 minute one and then like another five minute one. I don't know how much of it's usable. I need to go through it, but that gives you an idea of what wow. what happened when we tried to do a podcast at three in the morning at the draft tournament. Wow. 
Yeah, and I'll keep you posted. That's amazing. If Nick doesn't use the audio for Beer League Talk, I'll get the audio because there's a a giant controversy about tamales, those homemade tamales that Domi was bringing. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short. uh, Someone didn't get any? No, they brought them. I had a couple, but then we put them in our refrigerator because we're like, after the bar's night's over at Friday night, when we get home, we'll eat the tamales. It'll be awesome. We get to our room. The tamales are missing. Yep. Right. Who's well, who, be awesome. who stole? Them? Well, then I'm like, oh, well, maybe we put them in Munson and Domi's room, and we forgot. No dice. And I'm like, all right, well, we got it. So now I'm texting them. I'm not even kidding. In the course of a half hour, I sent like 15 text messages just say tamales. Where are the tamales? Tom, <laughs> Mall, Ease. Oh I want tamales. No response. Nothing. We get into. The, now we're like knocking on the door. They're not answering. Now we were like, you know what we need to do? Heaney, you go down there. You say that you're Michael Munson, and you lost your key. Lost your, yeah. And Domi is passed out, and he won't open the door, and you need someone to open the door for you. Like, perfect. As we're walking down there, their door opens, and it's Domi. And he's got like a deer in headlights look on his face. He's like, what, what do you guys need? We're like, dude, we've been texting you. You know what we need. We want some freaking tamales. <laughs> you know. You know. Don't play with us. Right. We open up the door. We look in there, <laughs> and all the tamale like oh, no. leaves, yeah. wrappings. Are on this table, oh, yeah. like a pile Uh-oh. of like maybe about a foot high of wrappings, because there was like at least twenty. What tamales. did Domi go Haas on them? And we're like, dude, where are the tamales? He goes, oh, there's some tamales. They got to be underneath all these. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> they're underneath. And he's yeah. trying to pretend that they're on. Un- there's no Domi tamales. Domi killed no. them. They're oh. all gone. Stomach. So now we're pissed. And we leave the room. Rightful Next so. day, we're talking to them. We come to find out that those tamales were in our room. Munson went down there before we got back, said that he was Heaney. Called <laughs> the same move. <laughs> no, he said he was J-Mac. <laughs> That's even better. They used wow. the exact same move we were going to do on them to get those tamales, got into our room, and then ate the tamales in our room and took the evidence with them. I can't believe they ate all of them. All of I them. I can believe Munson ate all of them. They crushed them. <laughs> I would have left like five or six of them. Yeah, if you're a good human being. Well, yeah. no, that's the problem is that at that point you leave the evidence that there were more tamales because then you've proven that there were tamales in the room. Yeah. They ate all the tamales. They just didn't expect you to be smart enough or sober enough or whatever enough to yeah. figure out to be like, oh, we're going to go in there, <laughs> there, and there. And they did this also while completely bombed, blacked out drunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, I'm J-Mac. I need a key. Awesome. And you know what the security <laughs> question was? What's your full name? Yeah. Jay. What's your? Where are you from? That was the security question to get in I'm the room. from Seattle. So then we were thinking, let's call the front desk and say that they let somebody in our room that wasn't us, oh, and they stole like God. our diamonds. And these are two bombed guys having this conversation. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Where are my diamonds? Yeah, they'll bring us other food then. But by the time we thought of that idea, it was Saturday night. I'm like, so wait, they're going to believe that for like about 18 hours. <laughs> we, we didn't, didn't say see, anything. We didn't have any problems. <laughs> but now at 3 in the morning, somebody stole our diamonds. <laughs> I don't know why diamonds. so but, amazing. So yeah, that was our... Uh, in a nutshell, that was Phoenix. It was a great time. The diamonds are right Sounds next amazing. to all our hockey bags. Oh, dude. And and the best part, it's like we're in Scottsdale where it's like beautiful weather. And we're at a hockey rink where they got three sheets of ice. So the games are going quick and there's a lot of fun. And then they have a full-on bar in the hockey rink. Oh, oh my God. How did you survive? Food and bar. I barely did. <laughs> yeah. It was so much fun. Wow. So much fun. We had a great time. Um, You know what? Let's just... How much time we got? Let's see. Let's I think minutes. you said you had to leave, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we should get going. Oh. Oh. You want to do one voicemail? Uh, we did texts. Oh, he did two texts. Let's just get out of here. Yeah, we already started. <laughs> yeah, we started. We're done. We're done. We got to go.
Well, that's Phoenix and oh, Scottsdale, technically. Great time at the draft <laughs> tournament. So much fun. Met uh, a few people that listened to the show that swung by. That wow. was kind of cool. It's kind of cool to know that we have people who are listening in, uh, in the Arizona area. Probably Brian. Oh, yeah. What up, Brian? What yeah. up? Yo, yo. What's up, what's up? That's what I want to know. What's up? Hey, uh, big Hello. thanks to uh, Aaron Jones. Don't forget, <laughs> Aaron Jones and the way. Shreds it. Playing Friday, November 20th, Saturday, November 21st at the Tractor Tavern. Proceeds going to Music Cares and Seattle Union Gospel Mission. It's a 21 and up show, 20 bucks, and uh, good times. <coughs> Great uh, music. Hashtag Seattle Movement. Hashtag Seattle Movement. Way to be, Nick. Yeah. All right, for Nick, the Rev, yeah. Top Shelf, Aaron, McKenzie, wow. Vicky, Munson, J-Mac, Domi, Heaney, and everybody else at Twin Peaks. What's up, girls? <laughs> Steve Miggs, it's the Miggs cast. Stay positive and suck it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.